Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the show, everybody. Super excited to have with me today, Joseph Mark. Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Crypto Lark, can I call you that? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I've had so many requests from my subscribers to talk about Publica, so it's really exciting to get you on. I know there's been a lot of questions. A lot of people want to know about the project or interested in the project. But for anybody who kind of hasn't had a look at Publica yet, give us the elevator pitch. What are you doing? We're building a platform for independent authors to run their own business. And uh, we discovered that a blockchain is really, really helpful for that. Uh, it's uh, the smart contracts that you've heard of on Ethereum kind of embody, you know, once a author can put together their business model and to quote uh, our own developers, if you can say it, we can code it. So there you go. There you go. I like it. So it's open source. It's decentralized. You know, you're looking at protocol level. So it's a really interesting project. Basically, you're a publisher with no inventory. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's, it's a very interesting concept. Now, we're going to get into some of the real nitty gritty details of how everything works. But I want to start off with ScandiWeb. Can you explain how ScandiWeb is related to Publica? Who are the partners with ScandiWeb that's going to make this all, you know, work and interesting? The easy way to remember it is uh, Publica is sort of a spin-off of ScandiWeb. And in Silicon Valley, you would call that a stage two startup because it usually takes a year or much longer to get a startup up to that point where you've got teams that know how to work together. They've already got a lot of experience uh, and and so on. So it's a it makes Publica a stage two startup, and that's a huge advantage for us. And uh, my two partners are uh, Yuri Pimenov, CTO, and Anton Saprico, who is the uh, CEO of ScandiWeb. So uh, Anton's has come to work uh, nearly full-time on Publica, and he also was able to um, attract sort of the, there about 200 people working at ScandiWeb, and they're very good in the e-commerce space, one of the leading providers of full-stack vertical agency. And those who are the most interested in the blockchain evolution have joined the Publica team. So it's an incredible advantage. I call it our unfair advantage, actually. It, it is kind of an unfair advantage. You've already got this, this great team of people who are there and are being utilized to create yeah. and push Publica forward. So that, that's really great. That is really, really great. Now, if I'm an author and I want to publish a book with Publica, what are some of the benefits for me? Why would I choose to come to you and not somebody else? Well, ultimately, because you're in control, right? We, uh, we don't need your rights. Um, we don't need to take a part of your business. Um, we just have to charge a small platform maintenance fee. Uh, so it's, it really remains at the core of what, a, what I call a creative entrepreneur, right? If you're in a creative business, Writing is an art, and if you're going to take an entrepreneurial approach to it, 
then uh, this is the, the place to do it. That's the main benefit. Now, to an author, I would quote, this is a new distribution channel. That's something they understand. A new distribution channel, great. Um, it has a lot in common with the other distribution channels, but the differences are really important. And that's the opening paragraph of an independent, sorry, that's the opening paragraph of an open letter to independent authors that I've given to the Alliance of Independent Authors uh, to publish in their forthcoming white paper called Blockchain for Books. It's a three-page open letter, but it starts with that core idea. I think that's a powerful core idea, and it'll probably speak to, uh, really, I think, a lot of uh, authors. You know, and there's a lot of things I was reading about in your white paper and on your website that really make it interesting. So public is a protocol, so even if, yeah. you know, I don't know, Scandi Web goes bankrupt or whatever, the protocol keeps running. And so, right. you know, your books will still be registered on the blockchain, your it, your creative work will still be registered on the blockchain. I think it's actually a really interesting use of blockchain as well, because it's an immutable place where you've definitely had that idea and it, here it is, it's registered. And I think that's really cool too. Now, can you talk a little bit about the use of blockchain for authors, like with payments and transparency and things like that? Well, that's, uh, you're right, it's a protocol. And if Publica stopped, uh, well, we assume that a perennial selling book will outlive public of the company, right? So that's why it's a protocol. It will keep working uh, forever. So the uh, you don't really need a blockchain to copyright something. Copyright laws are already there um, or to timestamp them, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's kind of automatic. As soon as a, a uh, what do they call it in copyright law, a, um, a tangible form exists, uh, that there's your timestamp. But what we needed the blockchain for was the smart contract that goes on and on and on because mm -hmm. books go on and on mm -hmm. and on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and then uh, in publishing, uh, I worked in publishing many decades ago. <laughs> I'm not going to say how many, but a lot of them. <laughs> and and uh, one of the pain points has always been, we call them auditing. Right? How do you audit the publisher? And in Publica's case, there's absolutely no need. Same if you have a digital wallet now, you know that you just open it up and you look at all the transactions. And if you want, you can go look at Bitcoins and Ethereums and any other blockchain, just go read them. So I'm really looking forward to someone in the uh, blockchain space, maybe Agora will uh, produce the QuickBooks <laughs> for blockchains. And uh, just make that automatic, you know. So it's that, that's really at the core again, business. Yep, that's it. Well, of course, the the immediate or you know as immediate as the blockchain gets, mm -hmm. I guess, with uh, payment as well mm -hmm. for a reader buying something from the author. The author gets paid out straight away. They don't have to wait a month or you know sometimes even longer. I've heard about you know book deals taking crazy amounts of time oh, to actually yeah. settle, and that's. You know, if you got, I don't know, bills to pay and all this stuff, you can't be waiting a year, year and a half, whatever sometimes the crazy mm -hmm. contracts are. Now, what about for the readers? Where are the benefits in Publica for the person who wants to come buy a book? Well, Forbes magazine actually said it better than I did. And uh, in my blog, there's a post called Forbes said it better than I did. Because 
<laughs> Give credit where credit's um, due. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't even know that um, journalist. I, 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 and, and I was writing a blog post about kind of the same topic. And then it was only a couple hours away from posting when I saw the Forbes article and I went, you can't make that up. But it's true for a reader. Of course, if you want a book, you're going to go find it. Oh, like that's easy. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. sign in where? Sign in the other place. Try the other place. <laughs> right? No, let's start with your search engine, which is where you should. And, you know, why do you, why the search engine? It's because it aggregates the wisdom of crowds and aggregates human activity. And so we said, well, in the author's journey, which is what we call it, there at some stage on Publica's platform, you bring everything you know about the, your journey out to where Google can find it, the readers can find it. So the readers, when they start to find anything about a book or an author, join together with a community. It's much more fun that way, right? And of course you want a book, but you also want to, um, bring together the threads of your lives. And in a Publica Authors Journey event, um, similar to crowdfunding, it's fun to do. And you do it with the other publicans, as we call them. Mm -hmm. And there's this wonderful souvenir at the end, the book. And so it's memories for a lifetime, plus the book. Plus the book. <laughs> like, I'll take the book too, why not? <laughs> So, so after you have the book, though, uh, it gets really interesting for both readers and authors. So, uh, again, that's why we call the, uh, if you discover a book uh, after it's already on what we call its perennial seller page, mm -hmm. because the initial offering of that book has already passed, right? So now it's a perennial seller, literally. <laughs> it's going to sell forever. Yeah. We can't stop it. <laughs> we can't turn it off. <laughs> that's good, though. That's great. So, uh, the, for the reader, not only is there that, um, that discovery, but tokens, I mean, that, that's really fun. You exchange them, you sell them, you buy some more. I bought the book on Tuesday and then suddenly president Trump says something silly. And now that book is worth 10 times as much. I've already read it. Maybe I want to sell my token. So that's a benefit you can't get anywhere else. That's really interesting, too. I do like the idea of the resale market, because once you read the book, you can actually sell. So that's the read token, correct? Yes. Yeah, we call that the read token. Yeah. So let, that, that's actually a good segue into that. Let's let's discuss the difference, because there are two tokens. There's the Pebble token and there's the read token. What are the differences between those two? Well, the read token should be as simple to understand as it sounds like. If you have the token, you can read it. And then Pebbles, uh, PBL is the ticker. We call them Pebbles because Pebbles are solid at rest and fluid in motion. So from an author's perspective, one author, many, many readers. So that's like a fire hose. <laughs> so an author doesn't actually want to, you know, go buy a pizza every time someone wants to buy a book. So the, the Pebbles collect. And then when the author has a reason to move the pebbles, they need to go smoothly and easily and quickly, right? So if you look at it from both perspectives, that's the difference between the tokens. Read a book, that's easy. <laughs> move my pebbles. I like it. So essentially the read token 
is essentially the book. If I want to buy, let's just yeah. say Jane Austen or something. Okay, I got my Jane Austen yeah. read token, essentially. Yeah. And the pebbles, so the authors are going to get paid in pebbles. Is that That's how that will work as far as the settlement system? Well, they're going to, accumu they're, they're going to accumulate pebbles. Accumulate them, exactly. And so when they want to cash out, they can cash out using the pebbles. Yeah. Very interesting. Because for an author, um, it resembles money. Because if you're an author, uh, you don't actually mix your personal money with your work money. So it's, it's, it's an account of pebbles and then, um, and then the tokens that you trade for something else. If what the next thing you want to buy isn't a pebble, it isn't for sale with pebbles. However, <laughs> um, books take a village, especially quality books. Mm -hmm. uh, if you write long form, you should not do this without an editor. And if you want a book to be understandable quickly for the reader who's in the discovery phase, you're going to want some illustrations mm -hmm. and you're going to probably want some form of uh, marketer or community manager or, um, uh, you know, someone who's going to help take care of the community around you and your book while you're typing your next one. And then there's this other function that we used to have in publishing. It's kind of, kind of went away when, uh, when uh, the publisher started downsizing, but it's the book packager. It's actually a critical function in publishing. It's, they're not an agent, they're not a publisher. It's probably the most famous one is Seth Godin. Just type Seth in any search engine. And he was a book packager for nine years before he started his uh, world famous blog. And he still talks about it. It's an important function. It, it's, you kind of package the whole thing together. Right? Very. So, and, all, all those people would want to get paid with pebbles for the same reason. They'll all be on, and they'll, there'll be a marketplace so they'll all be in that ecosystem where they can actually yeah. get paid in that. So that's really great. So yeah. I'm an author, I'm there publishing a book. I got to pay oh, a small yeah. fee to you guys to register my book, right? In Pebble. Oh, no, no, not to register. Um, the, uh, the platform maintenance fee is kind of like Ethereum's gas. Mm -hmm. In fact, we have to pay the gas <laughs> with our maintenance fee. <laughs> yeah, of there you go. <laughs> Same ideas. Uh, if the pebbles have to move somewhere, then they have to move through Ethereum. And so until you move pebbles, so who's, who's going to move the pebbles? Well, people have read tokens might move pebbles mm -hmm. if they resale. And the way I think of that is, uh, every university books, right? Um, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would love to be able to buy books for all of my nieces and nephews and their children when they go to university, but I don't really want to give them all my credit card. So <laughs> that's it's a good know. idea. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> and when they come to the end of the class, I'd like them to find the next student who needs that book. <laughs> and if the author gets a cut of that, because that's what it says in the smart contract, and the student gets a cut, just call it a sales commission mm -hmm. for the student. And that's something students need to learn anyway. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah. So so these are. Uh, that's where the platform maintenance fee comes in because when I buy the textbook and then the student sells it to the next student, I don't want to pay for that either. <laughs> I already bought the book. Yeah. Gave it to him. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's really interesting. Actually. It's, you know, the, the great part about, um, eBooks that are secondhand mm -hmm. is that they're, they're new. They're new. It's not like a secondhand book that someone else has written all over and, and they're in perfect condition. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> That's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now, if I am a small publisher, 
at Sam, a Wellington-based book publisher. How can I get involved? Is this useful for me, or are you going to put me out of business? Okay. Oh, gosh, I hope not. No, I think that publishers and authors and readers can actually have aligned incentives. Because a publisher has, a lot, for one thing, they know a good book when they see one, but they should, authors and readers and publisher, publishers can and should work together. In fact, there was a, it's a pretty famous book that uh, came out of your part of the world, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, I believe, mm -hmm. from uh, the Writer's Coffee Shop. And so that was a community that formed around that author, and, and now it's worldwide. And so the Writer's Coffee Shop, I presume, calls itself a publisher. Um, and maybe they serve coffee too, which is great. And that's the way, that's why I wrote the blog <laughs> post. Uh, I wrote one called um, A Billion Stores with a Common Linkage. And that's because, so what is a publisher? Why can't a coffee shop be a publisher? And if you're a publisher, why not sell coffee if you have an office, right? Because <laughs> people will come and read your books and probably buy them while they're having yeah, well, coffee. So, so, so read that blog post. It'll tell you more about um, but that idea. But no, small publishers should definitely come to public, for sure. Very, very interesting. Now, okay, let's let's think and first. Go ahead. No, oh, there you go. And, get, and, and exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and bring your digital wallet while you're at it. <laughs> now, look, what if I'm on the platform and, I don't know, I buy, you know, coffee roasting for dummies from some guy. And I get the book. You know what? I just don't like this book. Can I get a refund on it? Or do I have to go to the secondary market to resell it and hope somebody will buy it off me? Well, uh, no, because uh, it's not our book. This depends on who you think you deserve the refund from. But uh, it's, it's not Publica's book and never was. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Great. And you don't, su you don't, you don't subscribe to us, right? You don't give us your credit card. <laughs> um, if, if you buy a book with a credit card, well, we just send that out to an exchange to find out, you know, what that is in virtual currency and mm -hmm. and and so on. But um, it's you're not you're not buying it directly from us. You're buying it from the independent author business or the independent publisher business. That's it. You're just, you're just setting up the <laughs> protocol for all this to run on. Right. Very very interesting. Now let's talk a little bit about the roadmap here. Now the <laughs> project is essentially starting now. You guys are already working oh, on yeah. it. And so now this runs through until the full operational protocol is going to be out in December. Is that correct? Well, that's the roadmap we published at the time of our own initial coin offering because we wanted to make a uh, an explanation, sort of explain how this roadmap works. And so everyone working at Publica and ScandiWeb, basically, they now have an emotional understanding of what it's like to do an ICO. So that's why the roadmap that you saw stretches out through the year, because according to our budgeting plans, yeah, that's plenty of time. Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> uh, the uh, overwhelming demand, both from readers and authors and publishers, and I mean a fire hose. And I don't know when you're going to publish this, but I can tell you that um, the next Monday, January 22nd, mm -hmm. we're open for business. Wow. That's what I said. <laughs> Talk Are you about sure? <laughs> 11 months ahead of schedule. That's pretty good. Don't you know so how the blockchain the, uh, space works? You're supposed to, you know, 
overpromise, you know, be super late in delivery. <laughs> this is not how it works. You're not supposed to deliver early. That's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the um, uh, what we're trying to do, uh, the author's journey, as we call it, uh, starts on January 22nd. And authors, publishers, book packagers, illustrators, service providers, CryptoLark, please, uh, because you've got a story to tell. Tell your story. Register. Um, we can only, in the beginning here, we're trying to uh, keep it manageable, get some metrics going, get some performance things going. So uh, each, uh, we're planning like once, each month, we're going to cap it at a thousand authors, mm -hmm. or, right, or a thousand registrants, because uh, we want to see what it's like for them to learn the author's journey. So when you register, you get to exclusive content where you start teaching each other and learning from our videos and tutorials and so on. What do I do next? How do I maximize the value of my uh, author's journey? And then next month we can do that again with another batch. I'm really happy to hear that. That just, when I hear that, I'm just thinking you guys are really making sure that the people who come in mm -hmm. get it right and that you're going to get it right and that you're not going to onboard so many people be, you know, too greedy to start like, oh, take everybody. Let's take 20 million people right now. And then you're down all the time and everyone leaves. So that's great. Now I want to move on to the books. Are long, books, Go ahead. Are, yeah. mm -hmm. books are a long game. Books are actually an infinite game. And uh, in game theory, infinite game means it gets better the longer you play. So uh, like in China, Go is an infinite game and so on. Uh, so yeah, it, we're not, while we are ahead of schedule on the roadmap, we're not trying to boil the ocean by February. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I want yeah. to talk a little bit about the competition. Now there are some other blockchain projects who are kind of working in the same space, you know, to an extent library credits, to an extent decent, but I think probably the most mm -hmm. applicable comparison to your project, would probably Poet. And so how would you compare yeah. to them? Yeah, we're, we're kind of contemporaries, right? Um, uh, and and uh, I love to meet uh, poets' leadership, and I've written this publicly several times and and said it. Uh, I'm going to assume that any author, reader, publisher, service provider, book packager that gets involved with poet would just bring their poet information or project to the public platform because they're. I don't actually see any competition. Mm -hmm. And what we're, we're kind of doing different things. And so, you know, the smart contract for this book, the perennial seller page, I don't actually see that being a, uh, something that Poet is really um, pursuing right now. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely what we're after, the perennial seller. So uh, Decent, actually. Did you mention them? I did, yep. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, it was like a year ago or more uh, when they started. And I, I really love a lot of things they said, right? And what a great name, Decent. It <laughs> right. is a good name. And so those those principles, I think, also fit uh, Publica's DNA. Because as you can see, we're incredibly transparent. We're decent people. And that's why we're doing this. So uh, I would encourage Decent as well uh, to uh, come on over and let's just work together. But um, you left out the elephant in the room. Is that Amazon? <laughs> and, yeah, that would, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> the multi-billion-dollar so, elephant that's really, really big. So, yeah, that that is the that was going to be the next question. What are you going to do about Amazon? So, uh, my first blog post is called "Amazon is King," isn't it? And uh, please look that one up because the image is important, and I used it again in the open letter to independent authors that 
uh, Alliance for Independent Authors is going to publish. And the best way to think of it is the image that I used. There's this great Dane looking just beautiful, regal, in charge of the king of everything he can see. At his ankle is a chihuahua staring straight into the sun fiercely, and she's got business on her mind. And and my caption is, if you're not, it's not a competition if you're not looking in the same places. So, you're the Chihuahua. I love it. <laughs> and, and so are the authors and the and the and the readers, right? And the publishers and and everyone who wants to learn what is a blockchain for books and why is that a good thing? Why should I go on this author's journey? The author wants knows why they're going on the journey. Why is the reader going on the journey with the author? So you have a constituency of your own and you're looking fiercely into the sun and you've got business on your mind. So you're the Chihuahua too. And you belong in a, uh, you should be a publican. I, maybe, maybe, you just never know. It's, it's, it's a really exciting project though. And I think obviously competitors in the space are a great thing. You know, they keep you on your toes. And of course, anything, anyone that can challenge the supremacy of Amazon is a good thing because it's not, too, it's not a good thing to have all this power in one place. Not to mention, of course, that what you're offering for authors is in a lot of ways better than what Amazon offers for authors because they take a certain percentage of fees and all these things. Now, of course, obviously they have a very big audience, so that's why they can demand those fees, but your audience will grow. It's like you said. One one brick at a time, you know, it gets gets there over the long period. Well, you know, you, you are uh, you're in Wellington, I believe. <clears throat> you know that ninety six percent of the world has never logged into Amazon. Wow. So I, I again, we're not looking in the same places. Mm -hmm. So if, um, this is what I tell authors: if if you think that Kindle is your best option, then embrace it. I mean, just do everything they ask you to read everything that's on your author's dashboard, try every resource, and uh, never say an unkind word about Amazon in public or in private, because you've embraced it. If that doesn't work for you, and by the way, we don't call it independent, we call it a job. So Publica isn't a job. Mm -hmm. We can't offer you a job. Um, so uh, if you, um, yeah, that's our approach to the world and Amazon and competition in general. So, very, and, very and Jeff Bezos is, I think, is a great guy. He um, he wrote in 2002 an open letter to the Authors Guild, where he tried to explain to them, you really don't want to do this digital rights management end user license agreement thing where we can erase George Orwell's 1984 because we have an argument with Hachette. He's the one that said that was a bad idea. Uh, so. Congratulations, Jeff. You're right. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting too, and that that's a really good segue into my next uh, question here, and that is, what about you know different jurisdictional issues? You know, in Russia, you can't buy Mein Kampf. Um, in Thailand, you can't buy any books that are, you know, criticizing the king. In China, they have problems with any books that are criticizing the Chinese government. How do you deal mm -hmm. with those kind of issues? 
Well, um, I don't expect to do it any better than they're doing with Bitcoin, for example, but blockchains are blockchains, right? Mm -hmm. So free tokens go where they go, people trade them. And, you know, if you, uh, wherever you live, um, you should obey your laws. Um, you should pay your taxes wherever you're a tax resident. However, to make it personal, uh, I told my staff uh, here at Publica, they're not my staff, but I told everyone, um, if Edward Snowden ever wants to write his autobiography on Publica, I'm an American, so I could actually go to jail, but do it because it's the blockchain and mm -hmm. books are more important than I am. That's it. Knowledge is important. This is yeah. it, a stand has to be taken, you know, and it's it's mm -hmm. nice to actually have digital copies because those are going to be even easier to move to an extent, you know, sending read tokens across the blockchain. So have you ever thought about introducing any kind of privacy features to help move uh, illicit books? <laughs> <laughs> Something you can put, well, put, put under your hat for uh, later, maybe. No, no, I actually, I told Publica something else. Actually, we had a, we had a question about this um, from publicans and, uh, uh, and I wrote that uh, we would never ask anyone who works at Publica to do something they don't want to do. So, uh, you know, just take the hands off the keyboard if mm -hmm. it's horrible and it's a protocol. So uh, open source e-reader wallet, um, we're, we have, um, sessions with our developers basically explaining how this works. Um, you don't actually need us to do that. Very, very, very interesting. Now, the final point I want to make today is it's so exciting, and I think you're building a great community. If anyone out there wants to become a publican, how do they <laughs> do that? How do they get involved? So, uh, the group we formally call the publicans uh, is a Telegram channel. So if you're a Telegram user, uh, just go find the publicans. It's great fun. <laughs> um, if you are involved in the business of books, um, just go register for the author's journey. And if you just want to keep an eye on the project, uh, then watch my blog. It's on Medium. Very, very cool. This this has been a great chat. I'm really excited about this project. I'm definitely going to be keeping close eyes on on it as it moves forward. You know, I, best of luck for the the launch coming up here and bringing all the authors in. And I hope it goes really smoothly and that the authors really uptake and that you know you just keep onboarding people because it's it's a really great idea and I think that when people find out about it, they're going to respond to it. And thank you. It's wonderful to meet you, CryptoLark. And please bear in mind that. At this moment, you and I are, are literally on opposite sides of the planet, which, depending on which, which way you hold your globe. <laughs> and uh, that's a blockchain for books. Let's do it. There you go. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.